Welcome back to Generally Assembled, your favorite House Republican podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jason Gottesman. And, uh, well, normally I'd be joined here by uh, Neil Lesher or Representative Topper. Representative Topper is still with the caucus and will still be on this podcast, thankfully. But the same cannot be said for one Mr. Neil Lesher. And uh, we're going to start off the, uh, the podcast by wishing him well. He's on to Greener Pastures. You know, before this podcast uh, had Neil on it, it was just me talking and uh, sometimes our producer Chuck here, who would uh, would chime in. Hi. Yeah, that's Chuck. And uh, and Neil came on about a year ago and uh, really helped us uh, elevate the podcast to something where people enjoy listening to it. Uh, we went through a rebrand. You know, uh, we owe him a lot of thanks. He was Ruth Topper's favorite favorite host, and that even goes for Representative Topper. Uh, Neil Neil was number one in her book. Uh, but uh, quality golfer, uh, yes, quality golfer, champion golfer, by the way, champion golfer. Uh, not only uh, in the generally simple golf classic, but others uh, out there as well. And um, you know, we really do appreciate everything he did here for the podcast. We certainly do miss him here, and um, you know, it'll be he will remain primary in our hearts. I mean, I guess so. I mean, look, I was always number one in my book. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, no, but we do owe him a lot of thanks here on the podcast for, uh, for elevating uh, our, our uh, podcasting here to, uh, to something that was fun and conversational rather than just, uh, as my Twitter trolls would say, uh, an overweight man sitting here uh, spouting his views into a microphone. But as a matter of fact, one of the things that we're going to be doing here is uh, a la Jeopardy, um, having a number of different guest hosts, guest hosts or guest co-host, I guess you probably would say, uh, since I'm the main host here now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a permanent guest host or permanent co-host here going forward. But uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, live fire auditions, as they say. You know, if folks want to chime in and who, who they like the best, you can always write in at generallyassembled at pahousegop.com and we'll take that, uh, that into consideration. I was uh, surprised by the number of people who volunteered to want to do be a co-host, which I think again speaks volumes to what uh, Neil brought to the table here, and uh, and you know what we've been able to put together with himself, him, myself, and Representative Topper, who uh, and uh, the other, and the other guests here too, who have uh, contributed. So it's been nice. But for uh, for the first week here, and uh, you know, so we'll continue on here through through session and through the end of the year uh, with with hopefully this format. Uh, but for our guest's first guest co-host, we have Mr. Gregory Gross. Greg Gross, welcome in. Thank you, is guys. Is it Gregory or is it just Greg? Uh, just, just Greg will work. Just Greg. Yeah. Well, yeah, is, keep, it, were, keep it short you, and sweet. You, is your given name Gregory? It is all Gregory right. Eugene. Gregory of all Eugene. Yeah, all right. too much. Very good. Too prom- Too pompous. Uh, so, <laughs> so like it's like it's like you, like if somebody's like Gregory Eugene, you're like no no it's Gregory Jean. <laughs> um, or, or just yeah, Greg. Great oh. words. Can we, has anybody ever called you Billy Jean? Not yet. He's not, not my lover. lover. No. <laughs> uh, now you know it. why we stopped having Chuck on the podcast. <laughs> um, Greg works uh, in our communications department. Uh, he is uh, a, a writer for a number of members, as we have the department uh, set up. Uh, and one of those members, I believe, is Representative Topper. Um, Correct. Who did not pull any strings to get you on the podcast, I nope. will say. Doesn't even know you're going to be, uh, be on here today, unless you told him. No. Um, um, Chairman Grove did find out, and I got some nasty text. Yeah, last I told night him yesterday. Him. Just, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that uh, that that was, you know, that rival podcasts were uh, were informed as to what we were doing. Um, but uh, but 
Yeah, well, welcome, Greg. Is there anything yeah. you want to say as an uh, introduction? No, I'm happy happy to do this. Um, Rep Grove has a podcast, so does uh, Rep Becker, who I write for as well. And normally I'm sat on the couch that probably was in Chuck's uh, dorm room about 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> no, we found that here in a storeroom. Ah. <laughs> I feel safer the, sitting the on it now. The one from my dorm room was well destroyed by fire. Good. Oh, <laughs> it's very better off. Hopefully one you did not set. Uh, I did set it, but it was intentionally set in a meadow... It was fun to burn that. Oh, okay, furniture. so you set the couch on fire. It wasn't like your apartment. Yeah, was. oh yeah. I, I took it out there and burned it because it deserved it. So that explains where they got the scene in office space where they destroy the copies. That is exactly <laughs> back here. Um, all right, well, uh, as we do, let's get involved here into uh, some of the big events uh, of the last few weeks we haven't been on. But, uh, you know, let's, let's start off with some of the big losses that we've had here in uh, Pennsylvania state government. First, uh, Chief Justice Max Baer uh, passed away unexpectedly. And then we, uh, we lost here more recently uh, Representative Tony DeLuca, who was a, uh, the longest serving member uh, in the House, the dean of the House, as they like to say, and uh, certainly uh, took that role very seriously. The sharpest dresser uh, since yes. uh, the late Flo Fabrizio. Yes. And uh, always a very nice guy, a guy that... Uh, you know, took a lot of time to make sure that everybody he was around was recognized, uh, was a principled uh, person. And uh, I believe, you know, as, as um, you know, my, my boss, uh, the majority leader said in, in his uh, sort of condolence uh, statement, you know, he understood the need and the art of working across the aisle to get things done. Certainly that's, uh, that's something to be admired. Just make sure we recognize those folks as, uh, as we start off here. It's uh, it, two Sundays in a row, we lost elected officials here in Pennsylvania. So uh, let's hope this weekend goes a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, look, there's a big thing that's been going on. And, Greg, I know this has been on your radar with, uh, uh, well, of all things, elections. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's been a very, you know, another week where uh, we're less than a month out from an election. And uh, chaos has been uh, sort of injected into the process because the U.S. Supreme Court and Ritter v. Milligori, uh basically said they threw out a Third Circuit opinion that said uh, undated ballots uh, should be counted in Pennsylvania elections, said that it was out on the basis of moot mootness, but that the opinion itself was, val was vacated, which means it's no longer precedential, which opens this up to uh, fresh litigation. Now, there is a Commonwealth Court opinion that says that undated ballots uh, should be counted, but that opinion relied heavily on the Third Circuit Court of Appeals opinion that came out. So where things stand is very murky, uh, especially since the plain language of the Pennsylvania Election Code says that ballots need to be dated in order to be valid. You know, and this is not just a Republican or a Democrat issue. Uh, it's not Democrat ballots exclusively. It's not Republican ballots exclusively, uh, because the Commonwealth Court case involved Osby and McCormick, Dave McCormick. So the two U.S. Senate primary candidates were fighting over Republican ballots that weren't dated. So it's not a partisan issue. But, you know, I know that there's been a, been a lot of conversation uh, about this. I know Chairman Grove, uh, who, like he's on a rival podcast, we'll give him, give him his due here, but uh, had, some, had some thoughts this week. Yeah, I mean, he, he pointed out the, just the audacity of, of the administration to want to alter the, the election laws through the courts, but as soon as they get a ruling that doesn't go their way, eh, we're just going to ignore it, forget about it. Who cares what the highest court in the nation says? Probably like the sharpest legal minds we have. Eh, forget about it. Well, yeah, and, and look, I think that this is just a, a long and tortured history of the administration through these sort of confusing repeatedly issued uh, guidance documents that don't make 
the administration of our elections clear at all. And they essentially try to get the election law that the Wolf administration wants, not the election law that they have. Um, so they try to back end uh, around the plain language of what is in the current Pennsylvania election code. And again, they did this with drop boxes. Uh, they've done this now with, with unsigned ballots. They tried to do that in 2020 and they said, no, they have to be signed. Uh, they're doing it with how ballots should be counted. So look, today, the majority leader and the speaker sent a letter to Sec Acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman saying, look, we understand you're going to require these ballots to be counted. That's fine. But there's going to be, there's a high likelihood, especially given the recent Supreme Court opinion, that there is going to be uh, additional litigation coming out of this particular issue. Why don't we just segregate those ballots after they've been counted? Reissue your guidance and say, look, they should be counted, but segregate them. And that way, if when they're, because right now the guidance doesn't say to segregate, they just say they shall be part of the pre-canvas and they shall be part of the canvas, um, which means that they'll be mingled together and there's no way to go back then and find the ballots or all of the ballots or know what happened to them. Um, so if we segregate the ballots, then at least if there's litigation across the Commonwealth, and then, then you know, there will be a uniform way in which these things are taken care of. But again, this administration has had time and time and time again to come to the table on election reform issues. These issues could have been solved uh, a long time ago, uh, well over a year ago. Uh, you know, Representative Grove had House Bill 1300. Uh, before that, there was House Bill 2626. Uh, the Wolf administration refused to engage in negotiations, and so they're left with an election code uh, that uh, they have tried to run uh, Mack trucks through uh, to try to get their way in the courts, and they've been somewhat successful. But it has left this big ambiguity in a lot of areas of our drop boxes. Different counties do different things. Now, uh, with this undated ballot issue, as, as we've heard time and time again through these, the course of the last, you know, two plus years, um, we don't have one election here in Pennsylvania. We have 67 different elections that happen in each county. Each county decides what they want to do. And even if you look at what comes out of the County Commissioners Association of Pennsylvania, you know, even their membership is somewhat split um, on how elections should be administered, what their election priorities should be, um, and how things should be conducted. So there is no un uniform way. Just today, Lancaster County said they're going to count the ballots, but they're going to segregate them. That was before the letter was sent. Some counties won't segregate them, probably. Some counties probably won't count them because that's how that was done before. You know, so look, there's, there is now confusion in the administration of our elections, unnecessary confusions, and that is p directly at the feet of the Wolf administration. If there's one thing it's going to do, it's a sure way to not resolve the issues that we have with people doubting and wondering what's going on with the validity of elections. Yeah. It, this is just throwing another wrench in that process. Oh, yeah, it just sows doubt even more. I mean, even with the 67 different elections, that, that, that could boil down to like one race would be counted two different ways. I mean, who, who would ever think that my vote for a rep who's in my county, that's also a different county, that would be two different races, two right, different that, elections. That because happened in the Ziccarelli race out in uh, Westmoreland and Allegheny counties. You know that, but that's exactly right. Now you're going to have some some counties where you're going to have litigation over this undated ballot issue. You're going to have some counties that counted them, some counties that didn't count them, some counties that segregated them, some counties that didn't segregate them. So you could have results in one county based upon uh, one set of voting laws, and then you can have results in another county based on another set of voting laws. That is just crazy town yeah which i don't think is a place in pennsylvania actually no. there's been a big effort by house republicans uh to take this issue head on we've been leaders here on election reform uh on uniformity on modernization security and accessibility of our elections uh we've passed comp a comprehensive bill to do that 
uh, that was supported, again, on a bipartisan basis. We wanted to make sure that these problems were solved before we got into this kind of a major election here in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Wolf administration didn't want to engage. They're the reason why we don't have uh, additional pre-canvassing time. They're the reason we don't have clarity in a lot of these areas of election law. They're the reasons why we don't have uniform and, and legal rules over drop boxes. They're the reason uh, that we are now here less than 30 days before an election with uh, an additional layer of chaos into the voting process and how elections are going to be administered across the Commonwealth. Um, you know, there's only one place to point the finger, as I've said before, and that's huh. at the Wolf administration. Yeah, it's not like they weren't invited to the table. Uh, Chairman Grove even invited the governor to sit down in a public forum. Chairman Grove to even this out. went to a public appearance by the governor to try to get him to talk about the election reform bill. There has been an effort to bend over backward to try to include the administration, who has been an unwilling partner in this. And, uh, you know, here we are again with more failings uh, as a result of their refusal to engage. So that's frustrating. And once again, so close to the election that it so there's confusion because of how close it is. No one's going to know what's right, what's wrong yep. in time to figure this out. Yep. I mean, even Chapman yesterday said we will not have election results the night of the election because of partially because of this stuff. And that's acting secretary. Chapman acting secretary. You. Apologize. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've uh, we've been long and torturous enough here to uh, to our listeners over this particular issue. Think, think things went pretty well here today, Greg. Yeah, no, this is fun. Do you have um, any, anything you want to join and add in? Anything, anything you got? No, I mean, you know, I'm just excited for. Uh, How's your golf game been? Oh, we're out Monday, and I actually did really well. <laughs> I think I was nervous with the year the other month or whatever it was. No, that's 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 look, that's no problem. And, it's uh, uh, I I played uh, I played Hershey uh, Country Club at the beginning of the month and uh, hit nine of fourteen fairways, eleven of eighteen greens, and had forty four putts. Man, forty-four putts. That's ridiculous. That's not bad. I mean, if I would have just two putted every green, I would have, <laughs> I would have broke eighty. I'm and happy I, to break hundred. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's one of those. It's all about your short game, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing I'm not tall. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Hope to have you back again. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, good times. Chuck, good job as always. And uh, for uh, everybody who's been a part of Generally Assembled, I, I thank you. Uh, you can find this podcast on. Uh, Wherever all of your favorite podcasts are found, uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, there is a there is an upgrade coming, uh, not to your Amazon subscription, but to what you're listening to. Uh, Neil's leaving has nothing to do with that. All right, <laughs> Neil. Uh, all right. Well, uh, also www.pahousegop.com/slash/mypodcasts, and uh, you can listen to uh, to us there if you so desire after listening to this version of Generally Assembled. Uh, again, PAHouseGOP.com slash my podcast. Generally assembled at PAHouseGOP.com for feedback. I guess we will uh, see you all back here uh, next time. We're in session October 24th, 25th, 26th. Get ready. Get excited. But we'll be back before then. Uh, on behalf of Greg, I'm Jason. We will see you all next time.